Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. Ah, oh, glory to God, somebody. We will bless His name. We will bless His name. Would we'll you say that beautiful name with me, please? Jesus. Come on, say it again. Jesus. Say like you know Him. Jesus. Say like you love Him. Jesus. Say and just torment the devil. Jesus. Oh, just keep on playing. I love that. The Bible declares to be thankful unto Him and to bless His name. To bless His name. The Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, that's us. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. The Bible declares that His name is as ointment poured forth. The Bible declares, and His name shall be called Jesus. The Bible declares, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. The Bible declares, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and hath given him a name which is above every name, that is the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's something about that name. There's something about that name. What do you need? Healing and body? Restoration? Recovery? What is it? Peace of mind? Joy? Maybe you've gone through attack after attack. Maybe you've been knocked down and slapped around. Maybe hell has walked in you like a doormat. Maybe there's oppression, depression, whatever it may be. But guess what? That name. That name, say it again, Jesus. That name is above every name. Would you just raise your hands, church? Just come on, church, from the depths of your heart, just begin to worship him one more moment. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Oh, there's power in the name. Oh, there's healing in the name. Hallelujah. Come on, church, begin to praise Him one more time from the depths of your heart as you begin to praise Him. As you begin to praise Him, I believe that tonight the chains are coming off. That dark clouds are being pushed back. That mountains before you have been cast in the sea. The yokes have been destroyed, not just broken, but destroyed. In the name, 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 in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know why, but I feel led to say this. There's a debt-free spirit that's about ready to come upon many of you right now. A debt-free spirit. Hallelujah. I was rejoicing with a friend of mine today, one of my dearest friends in the whole world, kind of like uh, George Martin, or like uh, Leah Martin, and others of you. But my friend, Pastor Daryl Huffman, a great friend of mine, and pastors of church, a great, great church in Huntington, West Virginia. And today they got to stand up and celebrate because today they paid off their church. Millions and millions and millions and a whole bunch of money. How much? El Grande. Come on now. <laughs> a big chunk. And they did it seemingly in no time flat. And guess what? If God has done it before, guess what? He'll do it again. And I believe that God's going to give us the money. God's going to give us the money. It's coming in. Woo! And it's going to come in on wave after wave after wave after wave. How? Oh, yeah, God's going to bring it in from those outside of the body. God's going to bring it in from those who don't intend here. But hear the Lord saying, get ready. He's going to start blessing you and others of Island Church. He's going to start blessing you supernaturally like you've never known before. How many is ready for that kind of a blessing? Come on, shout amen. And the Lord's saying, get ready because many of you, it won't be long, you're going to be debt free. I like to put it like this. I like to put it like this. God has a good, everybody shout good. God has a good plan for you. And what is the good plan? That's G-O-O-D. That's get out of debt. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many is ready? Come on, shout amen. Well, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, praise team. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God is so good and his mercy endureth forever. God bless you. You may be seated if you can. I want to say this tonight. It's a joy to be here once again at Island Church. I love you. I honor you. I bless you. You look better than the last time I saw you. Why don't you turn to somebody, look at him, smile and tell him, you know, you look like you've lost some weight. Come on, tell him. Come on, just tell him. Like, you know, you look like, come on, just call those things that be not. Come on now. Call those things that be not. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm going to appreciate our praise team. Come on, shout amen. Uh, come on, let them know you love them. Let them know you love them. Not just the praise team, but those that work in the sound booth, the nursery, the ushers, the greeters, the, the catchers, the cover girls. Come on now. Amen. That's what we call them in my home church in Virginia. The pastor said, will the, will the catchers come? And the, the cover girls. <laughs> That's good. Oh, but God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm ready to preach. God bless you. God bless you. The word bless in the Hebrew has many meanings. 
And one of the meanings of the word bless means empower to prosper. Empower to prosper. Come on, say that. Empower to prosper. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, I bless you. Come on, tell them. Speak it out. Come on. With boldness, with authority. Come on now, with faith. Say, I bless you. 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 Oh, God, it's good. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles that I trust you to, would you turn with me, please? Or turn them on. <laughs> to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53 from the King James Version. You may have other versions of the translations, paraphrases, but, but the night from the King James Version. Isaiah chapter 53, one verse of Scripture, verse number 5. If you're there, shout, I'm there. If you're not and don't have a Bible, just listen up. But he was wounded for our transgressions. But he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now look up, look up, look up. Look up. Let me not just read it again. Let me quote it the way I like to quote it, okay? But he was wounded for our transgressions. But he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Beloved, and with his stripes, we are healed. And with his stripes, we are healed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Because, Father God, there's power in your word. Heaven and earth will pass away. But your word, your holy word, your holy covenant will never pass away. And, Father, I believe tonight that as your word goes forth, it will be mixed with faith. And because of your word and the power of your spirit, we will never, ever be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, Amen. Turn and somebody say, and with his stripes we are healed. Come on, tell them again. And with his stripes we are healed. You better tell somebody else, please. Tell them now. And with his stripes we're healed. It is live stream tonight. Okay. Greetings. Hallelujah. I said and with his stripes we're healed. Now, Bible scholars, let me ask the question. How many books are in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant? How many? How many? 39. There are 39 books in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. 39 from Genesis to Malachi. Why is that? Because there's 39 books that pointed to the coming of a healing Jesus. 39 books. There are 39 categories of sickness and disease that's mentioned in the Bible. The National Health Association tells us there are 39 categories and sickness, sickness and disease in this world. 
And Christian history tells us that Jesus, our Lord, received 39 stripes upon his back. But why is this so significant? Why? Because the prophet says, and with his stripes, we heal those 39 stripes. You see, the prophet Isaiah was looking ahead some 700 years roughly to the sufferings of Jesus. He saw him to the king prophetic eye and, said, and with his stripes we are healed. But the apostle Peter looking backwards, backwards on 35 years upon what happened to the Lord Jesus, he said this, and by whose stripes, in 1 Peter 2, 24, and by whose stripes ye were healed. You see, beloved, you have already been made whole. I am the healed of the Lord. You are the healed of the Lord. Why? Because the Bible says so. Not because I say so, because the Bible says so. And the prophet Isaiah says, and with his stripes we are healed. Come on, shout Amen. But why was Isaiah able to say that? Because of what he said in verse number one. He said, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Have you heard the song before, my friend, Becky Fender from San Antonio? She had a big cancer there. Every time she would look upon that cancer, she would hear the words of the doctor saying, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. There's nothing we can do. But Becky looked and saw that cancer and heard the words of the doctor. But one day she looked upon that ugly, hideous, devilish thing the Lord spoke to her and said, my daughter, whose report are you going to believe? And she rose up and said, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Come on now. And that's what Isaiah was saying in Isaiah 53 verse 1. He said, who hath believed a report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord? What is the arm of the Lord? That's the salvation of the Lord. Who's revealed to, it's revealed to those who were believed his report. How many of you believers are in the house? Come on now. And church, I believe his report. And like Becky wrote that song, whose report are you going to believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. Oh, come on, shout amen. Why is that? Because he is Jehovah Rapha. He said, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. He is our healer. He is the great physician. He is the bomb of Gilead. Come on, talk to me, somebody. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's not a sickness on earth that the God of heaven cannot heal. Now, I've had the privilege over the years to meet many great men of God. I've met Brother Kenneth Hagin. I've met Dr. Lester Summerall. Pastor John Osteen, Dr. O. Roberts. But let me tell you about one of the, the greatest, greatest giants of faith I ever knew, and I knew them personally. It was my little Holy Ghost Mama. My little Holy Ghost Mama, Florence, come on now. And my daddy's name was Lawrence, come on, Florence and Lawrence. I mean, my little mama, she was a faith giant. You see, that's what the apostle Paul wrote to his son Timothy, his son of the faith. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, he said, I'll put your remembrance. Remember the faith that you received from your grandmother and your mother. And I got some faith from my granny and from my mammy. Come on now. <laughs> my little mama, Florence, when I say my little mama, now get a hold of this. She stood about four foot nine. Come on now. <laughs> but she was a giant on the inside, a giant of faith. And she knew without a shadow of a doubt that our God, your God, my God, our God was a healing God. How many of you believe that God's still a healing God? Come on, say amen. Now we're family tonight. Come on, turn to somebody and say, get ready. Because I feel it kicking in. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I'm talking about my little mama. I mean, she was a faith giant because she believed the word of God. I'm talking about, I mean, she detested going to the doctors. Come on now. I'm talking about she detested. She wouldn't go. Now, she got saved when she was three years old and lived for the Lord for 91 years. And she'd read the Bible at least an hour, maybe two hours or more every day all those years. Well, when my little mama was 88 years of age on a Saturday night, something happened. I've shared this before. But on a Saturday night, the devil, how many know the one I'm talking about? The one that's under our feet. Come on out. But on that Saturday night, the devil struck my little mama down, struck her down with a massive stroke. And it just so happened that two of my sisters were there at the time in my mama's house, and they rushed her to the hospital. And when they got to the hospital there, the hospital, they said because of her age, 88, and because of the severity of the stroke, they said she probably won't even make it through the night. She won't live through the night. But guess what? But God. I said, but God, come on, shout that, but God, but God, guess what hell is saying, this and this for you, but God has a better way. Come on, shout amen. amen. And so the next afternoon, that Sunday afternoon, my little mother's in the intensive care unit, tubes, the machines hooked up to her body. I mean, having suffered a massive stroke, they didn't expect her to live to the night, but she did. But she was in that hospital bed, tubes, the machines hooked up to her body, her body suffered that massive stroke. The left side of her body was dead. It was paralyzed. Her face was all drawn up. Her speech was slurred. She could barely talk at all. And the doctors came in. The specialists came in. And they began to shake their heads and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Well, thank God they left the room. Amen. <laughs> and when they left the room, my little mother laying there, having suffered that attack out of hell, she looked over at my two sisters who were there, with that slurred speech, she said these words. The interpretation, it's time to praise the Lord. <laughs> Not trying to mock my mama, but she burned talk. But she said, it's time to praise the Lord. They said, my mama, just lay back and take it easy. Mama said, no, it's time to praise the Lord. They said, my mama, just lay back, you don't feel good. And mama said, but children, we don't praise him because we feel good. We praise him because... He is good. And laying them in the hospital bed, having suffered that attack out of hell, all of a sudden, that little saint of God, she lifted her voice and started saying, I praise you. I love you, my God. I exalt thee, my God. I revel in my goodness. Oh, hallelujah. I bless thy name. I love you, my God. I love you. How could I not praise you? Now, you've been so good to me all these many, many years, my God. As you've walked with me and been with me, oh, my God, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Well, she did that on Sunday. 
And she did that on Monday. And while she was doing that on Tuesday, the same thing, her, all of a sudden, as she was praising God, can't sound like a pirate, her, her. <laughs> but as mama was praising God, whoo! I mean, on that Tuesday afternoon, mama said, Lord, I praise you. I praise you. Something happened. Something happened. You say, what? oh, let me tell you, the healing power of God came down. The miracle power of God came down. The healing virtue of God came down and touched Melody, mama, whoo! And she jumped up healed in the name of the Lord. Come on, say amen. And because of what happened to that mama, she told me about it. God gave me a sermon. When praise goes up, something comes down. When praise goes up, something comes down. I preached that sermon, and when the person there heard the sermon, he got a hold of it and changed it. He preached, he wrote the song. When praise goes up, the glory comes down. The same thing. Come on now. Woo! But I'm here to tell you, my friend, that he is a healing. God, raise your hands up, somebody, and begin to praise him. Of course, right now, if you begin to praise him with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and all your being, guess what? He's going to cause healing to come down right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But our God is a healing God. Our God has not changed. Everybody showed he has not changed. What he was, he is right now. What it will be, he is right now. The eternal past and the eternal future of our great God is rolled into the here and now. He's a right now God. Hallelujah. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the one that is and was and is to come, the Almighty. And guess what? He simply has not changed. Amen. He said, for I am the Lord and I change not. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the prophet said, and with his stripes we are healed. And guess what? That has not changed. It cannot change because God said it. And my friend, for God is not a man that he should lie. And know this, you are the healed of the Lord. Because Peter said, and by whose stripes ye were healed. But my doctor said, but Jesus said, but the physician said, but the most high God said. Oh, but the medical profession says, but the book says. Come on now. You need to get in the book. Come on now. It's time to get off Facebook and get your face in the book. Come on now. Hallelujah. I'm talking about my God is still a healing God. He's a right now God. If you believe that, come on, shout amen. Woo. You can do better than that. Come on now. Amen. But the doctor said, it's impossible. It's incurable. It will never happen. Well, guess what? I don't believe that nonsense. I don't believe that nonsense because he's still the healing God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You said, but I've been praying for it time and time again. Well, guess what? Tonight is not a praying time. Tonight is a receiving time. Come on now. I've seen God move. I've seen God heal supernaturally. How do you know? Because the Bible says so. But not just that, but I've seen it in my scant short time of 45 years of ministry. I'm just getting cranked up. Come on now. But God can do it. By his stripes, we're healed. I was ministering in a place called Pell City, Alabama a number of years ago. And a man was brought to the church several nights in a row upon a stretcher. 
He was paralyzed from his waist down because of a gunshot that hit his spine, was paralyzed down. But he came out, and he was hearing the word of God night after night after night. I would ask people to come to the front for prayer. He didn't come. But he kept coming back to the church. Why? He was coming to have his faith built up. He wasn't ready to come down, and sometimes we jump so quickly. But he came several nights, but this one night, faith was arising in his heart. I said, would you come? I invited people to come to the front. He told his wife, would you push me down? I said, she pushed him down to the front of that stretcher. Paralyzed from his waist down from a gunshot wound. I looked at him and I said, what's going to happen to you? He said, I am going to be made whole tonight. Woo! I love the power of those words. That's faith. He said, I'm going to be made whole tonight. He didn't, came, he didn't come and say, oh, well, I'm hoping I wish you to pray him. He said, I am going to be made whole tonight. And I said, everybody just raise your hands and begin to praise God. Let's praise God that he's going to receive his healing. And then I had my hand up high, ready to come down. I was just holding my hand up high, and he was looking up from that stretcher. He said, I, he saw me, but then all of a sudden, he said, I faded away. And he saw the bleeding back of the Savior. What happens? And with his stripes, we are healed. He saw the bleeding, the suffering master. And with his stripes, we're healed. He said, I saw that. The Lord just gave me a vision. I saw you, brother, and he's standing with your hand held high. Then all of a sudden, you faded away, and I saw a vision, the bleeding back of the Savior. Then all of a sudden, I saw you quickly. Your hand was starting to come down. But your hand came down all of a sudden. The Savior turned around. And he, I didn't see his back, but I saw him stand before me with a glistening robe like his today. And I didn't see your hand, but I saw him stand before me. And his hand came down. He said, when you touch me, guess what? He said, Jesus touched me. Does anybody know what happened? Come on now. God supernaturally healed him, and he came off that stretcher that night. Come on now. Oh, let me tell you, if God has done it before, guess what? God can, and we'll do it again and again and again. Come on, raise your hands up. What do you need tonight? I want you to know this, that our God is bigger. There's not a sickness on earth that the God of heaven cannot heal. I'll say it again. There's not a sickness on earth that the God of heaven cannot heal. I met a woman a number of years ago, a powerful woman. At that time, I met her. She was an elderly woman. I ministered to the gospel. She's with the Lord now. Her name was Betty Baxter. And Betty Baxter, when she was born, she had so many physical problems. Maybe you heard the story of Betty Baxter. When Betty Baxter was born, she had so many physical problems internally. Her organs on the inside was all messed up and shifted and twisted and goofed up and she had so many problems internally as well as externally. And talking about just the external problems, her little body, she was 14 years of age. Her feet had never touched the floor for any reason to walk and run. But Betty Baxter's little body was so twisted and gnarled, deformed and bent out of shape like a pretzel. Her legs and arms so twisted. But one day, Betty Baxter's godly mother was reading the word of God, said, God, oh God, what about, what about Betty? 
And as she was reading the Word of God, all of us and the portion of God's Word, it literally leaped off the page to her. It came alive to her. What was it? It was the latter part of Martin chapter 9, verse 23. The last eight words of Martin chapter 9, verse 23, was reads like this. All things are possible to him that believeth. Come on, say that. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now, when she saw those eight words, she cried out. She said, oh, God, but does this apply to Betty's healing? And the Lord spoke back one. All things are possible to him that believeth. She said, oh, God, but the doctors, the medical profession said that she'll never get better. They said her conditions are hopeless and curable. She would never, ever get better. But the Lord spoke back to Betty's mother and said, all all things are possible to him that believeth. Well, at the same time the Lord was speaking to Betty's mother in that one bedroom, the Lord began to speak to Betty's heart in the other bedroom, saying, I'm going to heal you in a few days. And Betty's mother came in at the Lord, spoke to her from Mark chapter 9, verse 23, and Betty said to her mother, Mother, would you lay out that beautiful yellow dress for me? Because she knew what she wanted to wear when she was made whole. Why? Because the Lord told me that he was going to heal me soon. Well, one week later on a Sunday afternoon, the Lord Jesus himself, he didn't send a preacher, didn't send an angel, but the Lord Jesus himself appeared on the little Betty Baxter appeared to her and he stretched out that nail-scarred hand and touched that little 14-year-old girl whose body was twisted and gnarled, bitten to form. The doctor said concerning her body, everything is hopeless and curable. She'll never get better. But Jesus stretched out that hand of authority and compassion, that hand of lordship and might, and touched Betty Baxter. And when he did, something happened. Suddenly, if I shout that word again, suddenly she was made whole from top to bottom of the end of that. Why? Because all things are possible to him that believeth. Come on, raise your hands up high and say, I believe, I believe. I'm asking, here's the report. Are you going to believe, church? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. But what happened? The Lord spoke to his mother from Mark 9, 23. Those eight words, what? All things are possible to him that believeth. You see, those eight words made a difference in Betty Baxter's life. Well, guess what? You don't even need eight words. Come on now. Maybe you need seven words. In Luke chapter 7, verse 14, Jesus spoke seven words. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. But hear me, you don't even need seven words. Maybe you need six words. In John chapter 4, verse 50, Jesus said, go thy way, thy son liveth. Well, hear me, you don't even need six words. Maybe all you need is five words. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, Jesus spoke five words. I will be thou clean. But hear me, maybe you don't even need five words. Maybe all you need is four words. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 13, Jesus spoke four words. Stretch forth thy hand. Or hear me, maybe you don't even need four words. Maybe all you need is 
three words. In John chapter 11, verse 43, Jesus spoke three words. Lazarus, come forth. Hear me. Maybe you don't even need three words. Maybe all you need is two words. In Luke chapter 8, verse 54, Jesus spoke two words. May arise. Or hear me. Maybe you don't even need two words. Maybe all you need is one word. For in Matthew chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus spoke to the demon spirits that have the men possessed speaking just one word. Go. Oh, let me tell you, there's power in his word. Come on, show. Amen, 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 and amen. Hallelujah. But I've been told there's no hope. The Bible says, yet now there is hope. The Bible, but I've been told it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Look up. Don't give up, but look up. Don't give up, but look up. Look up, look up. Look, have faith in God. Looking in him, the author and the finisher of our faith. But why should we look up? Because, beloved, know this: it is the will of God to heal. Right. Would you put up Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3? I said it is the will of God to heal. Come on, say that, please. It is the will of God to heal. You see, there's only one person in the entirety of the Word of God. Only one. They came to the Lord and said, Lord, if it be your will, you can heal me. Not two, not three, but only one. And we find this story of this same individual in Matthew chapter 8, Mark chapter 1, and Luke chapter 5. But let's notice it, please, from Matthew's account. Look at it. Matthew 8, verse 2. And behold, there came a leper, had that dreaded, damnable disease, leprosy. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped Jesus. He did what? Come on, talk to me, church. You see, you want to receive your healing. Sometimes you'll go about it the wrong, wrong way. We know that we've got a legal covenant right to go into the presence of God, the throne of grace. But so often we, we go in. We go in with such a haughty attitudes and gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. But the Bible says they entered his gates with thanksgiving and it was courts with praise. The Bible says that behold, there came a leper and what? And worshiped him. He fell down before him and began to worship him. All through the Bible, we find example after example of people that needed deliverance for their loved ones, miracles for the children and so forth. For example, Jairus needed a miracle of healing he needed his daughter to be raised from the dead. Or what about the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was demon-possessed? The Bible tells us that when Jairus came before the Lord, what happened? The Bible says he came before the Lord Jesus and began to what? Worship him. The Syrophoenician woman came, her daughter was demon-possessed, but the Bible says she fell down before him and began to what? Worship him. It tells us something right there. And the leper began to worship him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt. And that's some old King James vernacular. What is, what is he saying? He was saying, Lord, if it be your will. 
Lord of the beauty. Now, he knew the ability of God. He knew that. But he didn't know the willingness of God. Guess what, church? He is able. He is able. He is able. But guess what? He is willing. He said, Lord, if that, will, if that be, if it be will, you can cleanse me. I like the next verse, though. Verse 3 says, and Jesus put forth his hand. I like that. Hear me, church? You don't need my hand or a hand of a man, but you need his hand. Not my touch, but his touch. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, what? I will. Or in other words, it is my will. Jesus said, I will be about clean and what? And immediately, what's it immediately mean? Suddenly. And suddenly his leprosy was cleansed. I like that, don't you? Now, I like the way the Living Bible puts it. I like the, the Living Bible concerning these two verses. In the Living Bible, the leprosy said, Lord, if you want to. And Jesus answered and said, I want to. Come on now. <laughs> Guess what? He wants to. He wants to touch you and make you everyone whole. It's the Father's will. It's the Father's will. But he loves to be believed. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Trust in God. Have confidence in the Most High God. His word is the same. He hasn't changed. Come on. His word is not obsolete. It's absolute. Hallelujah. God said it. God said it. God said it. Come on, say it. God said, and what happens? It's a done deal. And what does God's word say? And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. What can God do? I'll never forget, it was, it was Valentine's Day. Don't you love that day? It was Valentine's Day, about 2006. I was ministering in the St. Louis area. And that morning I was on the way. The pastors came to the airport about 35, 40 minutes away. I got a phone call from my daughter, from my son, from my daughter, my son, her sister, my brother-in-law. Everybody, I mean, I got all kinds of calls, but I could, there was no cell coverage. I said, what's going on? And so finally I, I called my, da my daughter back. I said, baby, what's going on? Finally I got and she said, Daddy, Daddy. I said, what, baby? I said, what's wrong? Mommy was just rushed to the hospital. And then no cell phone coverage. Oh, God. Oh, oh, have mercy. You know, I mean, what do you think? Come on now. Mommy's just taking the hospital. Oh, have mercy, Jesus. And hell begins to say all kinds of lies. I finally got a hold of my daughter about an hour later. And I said, what happened to mommy? What well, she slipped outside and broke her arm. I said, thank God, thank God. <laughs> now, I'm going to bet a lot better than what the devil was trying to tell me. Come on now. And I got home, and it was in a cast. And what would you do? I laid my hands upon that cast. And I said, you are the healed of the Lord. 
By his stripes, you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. It was a severe break. The doctor told her, we'll have this cast on for at least, at least, at least eight weeks or so. But I said, by his stripes, you were healed. You are the healed of the Lord. Now, that was on a, oh, I think it was a Wednesday, okay? And I said, the healed of the Lord. What she got the next day? She said, my arm feels kind of funny. I said, well, you broke it. Come on now. And the next Thursday, and she said, my arm feels kind of funky. I said, you broke the arm. And, and Saturday, I flew out, and she got and I got back on Monday. She said, Daniel, she said, I don't want to but all week long, all week long. She said, there's something wrong. There's something. I said, you broke it. She said, I'm going to the, I'm going to the orthopedic surgeon to find out what's going on. Well, guess what? She goes back on that Monday. She broke it on Wednesday. He takes a little x-ray. He said, girl, we're take, cutting that cast off. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. Come on, Sheldon. Why? Because, mother, what was it? And by the stripes of the most high God, we were healed. I'm looking at people the night, people of God, people of faith, people of the covenant, you are the healed of the Lord. Come on, shout. Amen, 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 amen. But as I said, I get a hold of a lot of this from the little mama. I'm talking about saved for 91 years, filled with the Holy Ghost for about 85 years. Oh, that's pretty good. Here was a number of years ago, I was Ministering in the Holy Land, Alabama. <laughs> and I got back late this one night to the motel room, and it was about midnight or so, and I thought, oh, I forgot to turn my phone on. I had it turned off, and so I turned it on, and those different calls and messages, oh, my mama called. And so I, I retrieved the message. Mama says, son, no matter what time it is, I want you to call me. We've got to talk no matter what time it is. It was midnight. Midnight. You can always wake up mama at midnight. Maybe not daddy's, but mama's, yes, you can. Come on now. <laughs> Don't wake up the sleeping bear. But mama's, yes, you can. And so I called mama at midnight. And I said, mama, dear, what's going on? And she says, son. I said, yes, mother dear. She says, son, you know, you know, I don't like going to the doctors at all. I just, I just detest going to the doctors. I said, I know that. She said, but you know, the pain I've been having of a body. I've been hurting for the last few months. I said, yeah, Mama, I know, I know that. I said, Mama, it's got to go because you've got a covenant with God. She said, I believe that. I know that, son. I said, Mama, what's going on? She said, well, I broke down and went to the doctor. I said, you did? I didn't know that. Well, I did. I said, what's going on? Well, he told me that I'm eating up with cancer. He told me I've only got just two or three months to live. I said, okay, mama. He said, that. what do you believe? She said, I don't believe that nonsense. <laughs> she said, I'm the healed of the Lord. 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 I said, okay, mama, then why in the world am I calling you at midnight? She said, well, son, because I called you a few hours ago, so you pray the prayer of faith with me. She said, better than this, praying together. Why don't you just pray and I'll hold on? I said, okay, mama. And I began to pray the prayer of faith. And I was working up a ladder, too. I felt I already be shambot prayer. <laughs> I was buying this and loosening this and cashing out that rebuke. <laughs> and when I finished praying, Mama said, Son, what should I do now? I said, What do you mean? She said, Well, I'm supposed to go back to the doctor in about a week. What should I 
lean upon God and not go back to the doctor or should I lean upon God but also look to the wisdom and expertise of that I said mama I can't tell you what to do she said why don't we just pray about it I said that's good we'll pray about it and God will give you peace what to do and so the next day I flew from Mobile Alabama to Denver Colorado I was out in Colorado here was after the service that night I was up late I was saying, Lord, thank you for touching my mom. Oh, but now what are you doing? What is praise? It's thanking God for what? Well, oh, come on now. You're praising him in advance. And I said, Lord, I praise you that you're touching my mama. I praise you. And I must have been walking back and forth in the room maybe a half an hour. And the Lord says, son, I want you to make a tape for your mama. I want you to make a tape for your mama. And I said, Lord, she's got all kinds of tapes. What kind of tapes? Make a tape of healing, healing faith scriptures. I said, but Lord, she's got a whole bunch of those. She's got one that Benny Hinn made. She's got one that old Roberts made. She's got one that Mother Copeland made, Mother Hagen made, Mother Sumrall made, Mother Roberts made. Oh, Brother and Sister Dudot made. Yeah, but son, you make one. I said, but Lord, I'm tired. Uh, he said, well, son, I want you to make one for your mama. I said, okay. And it happened to have a blank cassette. Now, this is. The, the, it, was a, it was a crossing over point from cassettes to the CDs, just changing out. Most young people say, what's a cassette? <laughs> and they will say, what's an 8-track? <laughs> but I had that blank cassette, and I put the cassette player, put the cassette player, and I said, Lord, what do we, he says, son, over these many, many years, you've put the word of God in your heart. You've diligently memorized every healing verse in the book. He says, son, I want you just to let it rise up in your heart. That's why you put the word of God down. Come on, church. The psalmist said, that word have a head in my heart. You put it down, 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 because when you need it, the Spirit of God will quicken that word to you. And so I said, okay, Lord, I paused long enough to pray. I said, Lord, I want you to quicken me every healing verse, every faith verse I've ever memorized. Quicken me now. And church, God Almighty is about witness. I hit that record button, and when I did, a scripture quoting anointing came on me. And for over an hour, I quoted scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. Exodus 15, verse 26, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Exodus 23, verse 25, for I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Psalm 30, verse 2, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me, and he has healed me. Psalm 103, verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and it healeth all thine diseases. Psalm 91, verse 10, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. Psalms 91, verse 16, and with long life, but I Satisfy thee and show thee my salvation. Psalm 107, verse 20. He said his word and heal them and deliver them from all of their destructions. Oh, Psalm 118, verse 70. You shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Malachi 4, verse 2. And then to you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. John 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Jeremiah 7, I'm going to roll. Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Heal me, O Lord, and it shall be. He'll see me, O Lord, and it shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Oh, I will heal thee of all thy wounds, and I will restore health unto thee, saith the Lord. Isaiah 54, verse 17. 
No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions, but he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. I finished making that tape. Woo, my Lord. And then I called the FedEx officer. Maybe in FedEx or UPS, I forgot. But as some of you know, that FedEx is about ready to merge with UPS, don't you? You know that? Do you know that? They're going to call it Fed Up. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I called one of those two and said, and I scheduled a pickup. I scheduled a pickup. And I called my mama. I said, Mama. I'm having a cassette tape delivered to you, overnighted to you. And so when you get it, listen to it over and over and over and over again. It's not me preaching, but it's nothing but the pure, unadulterated word of the living God. I said, when you get this cassette tape, don't just listen to it one time. He said, why not just one time? Because the Bible says, faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Well, I heard Brother Rusty preach that one time before. Listen again and again. Why? Because faith comes by what? Hearing. The original Greek really reads like this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing again. I said, Mama, when you begin to hear that word, begin to speak that word along with it. Let faith rise because faith comes by hearing. And she got that tape. On that morning, and she kept on listening over and over again after a few days. She's supposed to go back to the doctor, but guess what she didn't do? She didn't go back. And she kept on listening over and over again, two, three, four, five times a day. And the doctor's a personal friend of my family. He went to my mama's home church. And his office would call her every few days. She wouldn't pick up the phone, wouldn't, wouldn't call him back. And every Sunday, Dr. Helvey would see my mom at church. Mom would go. <laughs> and finally, he cornered her after about five weeks of that. He said, if Florence, you're doing this to me on purpose. We call you, you won't answer. We leave the message, you won't call us back. I want you to come in to my office and see me. I'm going to come to your house and pick up and bring you in. And we're family. Come on now. She says, well, okay, I'll come on in tomorrow. I'll come on in. And so mama goes back in. The same doctor said, she's only got just a short time to live. And she goes in the office. You know how they do. They make you sit out front for an hour. And they call you back for an hour. Wait for the doctor for another hour. But she said, if I got 8 o'clock appointment, I'll be there at 8. You walk in there at 8 o'clock, too. I mean, mama's a feisty. She was a feisty Holy Ghost mama. And so he comes in there. He takes some x-rays. You know how to do. He's gone for a good while. He comes back with the x-rays. He puts them on the screen. He flips, the, flips it on and says, now, Florence, if you look there, you can see the cancer is there. The cancer is just... It's still there, the cancer's mass, so your whole chest, your breast, the area's there. Mama said, there's nothing there. But if you look carefully, the cancer's there. And she said, there's nothing there. He said, but you're not even looking at the screen. She said, I'm not going to either. Because I'm not moved by what I see. 
I'm not moved by what I feel, but I'm moved by the Word of God that's working mightily in me, and there is nothing there. I'm a healed of the Lord. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. Woo! I mean, hallelujah. And he said to Florence, now, now I know, I know what you're saying, but I know what these x-rays show. And mama said, but I believe the Word of God. And he says, I do too. Mama said, no, you don't. You don't listen. Come on. <laughs> Mama said, there's nothing there. Now, he was a doctor, but also he's part owner of the hospital. He told my mama, let's make a deal. Deal or no deal. And he says, let's go ahead and set up a time for surgery to see exactly how much is there, what is there. Mama said, there's nothing there. Let's go ahead and set the time up for surgery, and we'll get there. If there's nothing there, then all medical charges, all expense, all hospital charges, the whole state is in the house won't cost you a dime. Well, okay, but what else you gonna do? <laughs> the art of the negotiation. What do you mean? And Mama said, well, I know a monthly newsletter comes out from the hospital and you've got to put in that newsletter that Florence Johnston was supernaturally healed of cancer by the Lord Jesus Christ. He had some heathen partners come on out. But he didn't believe when he went there, the cancer would be gone. He said, okay, I'll do that, but guess what? Mama said, I'm a heel to the Lord. And so they said the surgery for the very next day. But I was in a revival in Concord, North Carolina. I was in the third week of revival. And I told the pastor, I said, by the time, I said, I'm a flight tomorrow morning. I'm a flight Wednesday morning out of Charlotte in Montgomery, Alabama. I said, I'm going to do my best to try to make it back tomorrow night just in time to preach. But if I can't preach, you preach tomorrow night and I'll pick up on Thursday night. And so here was. And so the next morning, I flew out of Charlotte into Montgomery and I went to the hospital there. And when I got there, I caught the doctor. Dr. Helvey, a friend of mine, my mama's, the family right there on Elway, he said, Danny, it's going to be a long surgery. It's going to be a very, very, very detailed surgery, but we're believing God for the best. Well, I got there just in time. I got there just in time. I got there just in time. And I always sing my, a song to my mama. Woo! Everybody watch the Jeffersons. Come on now. That was George and Wheezy. Who was the lady that worked for them? What was her name? Florence, Florence what? Johnston. Come on now. Yeah! <laughs> And I always say to my mom, we're moving on up. <laughs> we're moving on. And then I call my mom to them, that went away, and I start saying, we're moving on up. We're moving on. And anyhow, they wheeled her away. They wheeled mom away. And uh, my brothers and sisters, we all went to the waiting room to wait upon God, to believe God together. He we were in that waiting room. And all of a sudden, about 45 minutes later, one of our friends of the nurse who been working with Dr. Helby. Woo! She comes in there and she had the biggest smile on her face. I mean, she was grinning from ear to ear and a whole lot more. Whoa! Way out, Chanda. And she said, Your mama is already in recovery. Oh, my God. They said, They opened her up and there was nothing there. <laughs> Hallelujah! There was nothing there. Come on, shout, nothing! Woo! I heard those words. 
words. And I got my sermon for that night. Hallelujah. I heard those words. There was nothing there. Well, I loved them. My mama hugged them. My mama and caught a plane back to North Carolina. And that night I preached to them. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. And that night one of the elders of the church, Brother Moss, came to me. He said, Brother Danny, is there any way possible that you can get a copy of that tape from me? I said, well, possibly. Why? He said, because maybe you haven't heard. But there's a young girl in our church here. Her name is Sherry Shue. And Sherry was in a car wreck a number of months ago. She cracked her skull. Her brain is swollen. And she's been in a coma ever since. And they've said she would never, never come out of that coma. They said if she does come out of the coma, she'll be a vegetable as long as she lives. But I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. If I can get that tape out there, let it, let it begin to play. You see, your spirit's alive. He said, I believe that God will do a mighty miracle. I finally got him a tape. I pried it from my mom's hands. And I had a copy. And I sent it to Brother Moss. He got permission to let that tape play. Well, guess what? The first day that nurse came walking, I thank God for nurses. Come on out. I'm talking about that nurse walked into that room. That table was still playing. And Sherry's shoe was in the coma. No change. Well, the second day the nurse came walking in that room. That table was still playing. Sherry's shoe was in the coma. No change. The third day, oh, that nurse came walking in that room. That table was still playing. She was in the coma. No change. The fourth day the nurse came walking in that room. That table was still playing. But as that nurse walked through the bedside of Sherry's shoe, they began to check and adjust the IVs and the vitals in the body, all of a sudden, Sherry Shue sat up in that bed and said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I mean, she was shot. I'm healed. I mean, she wasn't quiet about it. She wasn't low-key about it. And she said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Well, the doctors begin to come. The nurses come. The orders come. The doctors, everybody begin to come. And she was sitting up in bed, and she couldn't shut up. She was saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm, honey, you can't keep quiet. Come on now. I'm Raise your hands up high because she got a hold of something. Hallelujah, the word of believing God. There's healing, there's power, there's deliverance, there's medicine in the word of believing God. Come on, shout amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Excuse me while I have myself a jubilee. Come on. Woo! You said, Brother Danny, are you Pentecostal? Yes. Someone said, if you weren't Pentecostal, what'd you be? I'd be ashamed. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I heard about that. I preached about that. I shared about Sherry Shue's testimony. But I never met Sherry Shue. This went on for about 12, 13, 14 years. And one night I was preaching in Charlotte, North Carolina, at another church. Because Sherry Shue moved out of town, out of state. Here was us preaching at Garm Memorial Church in Charlotte. And God quickened that testimony. I said, Sherry Shoes set up in that bed and started saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And about that time, I laid in the far section of the balcony, stood up, and she started saying, Brother Johnston, Brother Johnston, Brother Johnston. And I was trying to preach. She kept on. I kept on too. And she was saying, Brother Johnston. And I kept on. She kept on too. And finally, I kind of looked over the pastor. I said, Brother Steve, he said, please let her talk. And I, and I said, what is it, honey? And she said, I just want to say one thing. I said, that's all you get. What is it? She said, I'm Sherry Shue, and there's healing in the Word of God. Come on, shout, amen. Hallelujah. Raise your hands up high and begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. What are you saying? I'm saying, and 
by his stripes we are healed. And by whose stripes you were healed. What do you need tonight, church? What do you need tonight? What do you need? Look at me, church. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger than all sickness, all disease, all pain, all infirmity, all inflammation, all malignities, all malfunctions. He's bigger. Look at it. Look at it. And by whose stripes, Peter said, by whose stripes, you were healed. Have you seen the movie, in fact, The Passion of the Christ? In fact, this a friend of mine out of Kansas City, she's a sweetheart. And she's a, she's a prophet of God, a prophetess. And she showed me some of the writings of the prophet. And two years before the movie, The, Pro, the Passion of the Christ, God spoke to her and says, Mel Gibson's going to write a movie, direct a movie on the sufferings of Jesus. He said, they said the Hollywood Gill was shunning for that. She wrote down, and people begin to say, I'll put up the money for you, but then they'll back out last minute. Mel Gibson will put up every dime he has for the movie. He'll almost go bankrupt it under, but he'll make a fortune because of that. Guess what? He did. But you've seen the movie from The Passion of the Christ. Where, as Pilate sent him on his way, then the courtyard where that Roman centurion took that whip. Took that whip. The kind of whip the Christian history tells us was the whip called the Cat of Nine Tails. It was a whip, not just one string, but the whip had nine strings of leather coming down. Nine. Nine. And each strand of leather, there's really about four pieces of jagged metal, a sharp pottery, a glass, four sharp pieces. So you've got what? Four on each strand. You've got nine strands. Somebody who's a mathematician, figure this up. You get four times nine. That's 36. But how many stripes came down? Come on, church. 39 times 36. And it literally tore the flesh from his body, from his shoulders, his neck. Now, we see the pictures of a few stripes. No. But he was beaten beyond recognition. He was beaten. I've known people that have seen visions of the sufferings of Jesus. The size of his face where the whip came down, ripped. On top of everything else he'd gone through, he'd been spit upon. They plucked the beard from his face, the crown of thorns. And that whip came down. 39 times. Each time it came down at nine streamers with four pieces of sharp objects upon it. But look at me, church. That Roman soldier, I read a story some time back, a true story. It said that the soldier who beat him said that when he was beating him, the soldier himself had some physical ailments. But as he beat him, he realized after the beating that he was healed himself. But he took that whip. He took the whip and he came down upon the back, ripping the flesh 
from the sides of his face, the neck, the back, the shoulders, down, 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 to the legs, the thighs, But let me tell you something's happening. He plowed that whip in. But he came back with the whip. He was plowing out cancer. He was plowing out lupus. He was plowing out bursitis. He was plowing out diverticulitis. He was plowing out AIDS. He was plowing out fibromyalgia. He was plowing out heart problems, eye problems, ear problems, skin disorders, intestinal problems. Every sickness and disease that's known a man. What is it? There's 39 books from Genesis chapter 1 to Malachi chapter 4. 39 books that pointed to the coming of the healer, the healing Jesus. The 39 categories of sickness and disease that's mentioned in the Bible, in the Old Testament. The National Health Association tells us there are 39 categories of sickness and disease in this world. But what did Isaiah and what did Peter say? And by his stripes we are healed. And by whose stripes you were healed? Just, oh, raise your hands, close your eyes. What do you need right now? Maybe it's tendonitis. What is it? What is it? What is it? Maybe it's problem with the kidneys, the liver. What is it? Problems with the bones, the bladder. Come on, what is it, church of blood? With the hands raised, eyes closed. I want you to somehow just catch a glimpse of the suffering Savior. That Roman centurion came down with that whip. He did it for you. 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 He came down with that whip upon the back of our Lord and Savior. He plowed that whip in. But he was plowing out the sickness, the disease, the pain, the infirmity, the malady, the malfunction in your body. He was plowing out for you. And with his stripes, we are healed. There's a healing anointing here tonight. If you need healing, just begin to wave your hands and face say, Lord, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe. You say, but it's a small thing. But he's a big God. God can supernaturally heal my wife's arm. I really believe it was healed in one day, but we didn't go back to check it out. But he healed that arm in one day. God touched that man there, but the Tim was his name in Pell City, Alabama. He came off the stretcher, having been paralyzed from his waist down because of a gunshot wound. My mama laying there in that hospital bed, having suffered a massive stroke. The healing power of God came down by his stripes. She was healed. My mother gave it up to die of cancer. The doctor said only a short time. But guess what? They opened her up and there was nothing there. God touched Sherry's shoe in that coma. Not expected ever to come out of a coma. And if she does, that says she'll be a vegetable. But guess what? After four days, 
of her spirit feasting upon the word of God day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. She was able to shout out loud, I'm healed, 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 I'm healed. If you believe tonight is your night, begin to wave those hands a bit more. Begin to wave those hands a little bit more. The healing anointing is here. The healing anointing is here. I said the healing anointing is here. The healing anointing is here. The healing anointing is here. I was preaching for Pastor Chris Vaughn sometime back at Great Summit Church in Atlanta, Georgia. I told this crowd this Sunday morning, I said tonight, there's going to be a miracle time. If you need a miracle for any reason, you be out here because I felt something faith rising. One of the ladies in the church called her sister Miami, Florida. And said, you need to be here tonight. And she said, Atlanta, I can't get that done. She said, fly up here and I'll pay for it. Her sister flew from Miami to Atlanta. She picked up the airport, came straight to church. What happened? She had so many physical problems in her body, so many problems. The doctor said, you'll never, 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 you'll never, you'll never have children. But guess what? The devil's still a liar. And I got a text about two months later saying, Brother Danny, my sister is great with child. Come on, say amen. What is happening? And by his stripes, you're healed. Now I want to pray for you, church. I, did, I prayed for a few this morning for his intestinal problems, stomach disorders, and pray for others in general. But I don't just lay hands upon people at random. I don't do that. You see, sometimes, Miss Leah, we go to church, they think, well, you got all the hands among people. If you go, to, if it's the full gospel of Pentecostal church, you think you got to? No, you don't have to. But do it when God directs. And I'm gonna lay my hands upon folks tonight. And you see, church, I say this unequivocally. I made no bones about it. You are looking at a man of God. And I'll say it even more clearly for you. You're looking at a holy man of God. I don't smoke, drink, dip, chew, cuss, gamble, chase ugly women. I vote Democrat. Come on now. Take that off the tape. But, you know, church, I am the temple of the living God. I am the temple of the living God. And I know who abides within me. I'm the habitation of God through the Spirit, Brother George. This body is the temple of the living God. And God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost lives big on the inside of me. Brother, tonight's your night. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night, brother. You come here first. I'm going to pray everybody else in a moment. I looked at you. Now there's numerous areas your body needs to be healed. But I just see the hand of God touching your whole skeletal structure, right? Your whole skeletal structure. You've got problems in the bone. You've got problems up and down the joints. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Woo! Come here, Pat. Come here, honey. You never said a word to me. Alan's never said a word to me. 
But the Holy Ghost will send me some things you need to be touched right now. I mean, nobody's ever told me about your body. But guess what? God has said, I'm going to touch you, my daughter. I'm going to touch you, my daughter. Hallelujah. First of all, it's there's a cleansing flowing right now through your bloodstream. There's a cleansing flow flowing through your blood, right out through your blood, 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 right now. Hallelujah. It's going to carry over healing to the parts of your body. Through your blood, God is beginning to heal right now. The organs of your body are being made whole right now. In the name of Jesus. Whoa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise. He's a mighty God. Mo, ela shibaramba babandingo basaba babambo. It comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes. Wow! Shout, honey, shout, glory to God. Oh! Wow! Take more. Listen. Don't get up and don't get in a hurry. Just hang out with Jesus. Come on out. Raise your hands, begin to praise him in the Holy Ghost. The tension headaches are leaving you right now. The tension headaches, the pressure you've had around your head for so long, the migraines that comes and goes, we'll have one here, they'll leave you for we gotta come back later, later, later. But tonight, you're being whole. You're being made whole. Where are you? Raise your hands up how the headaches. You right now, there's severe headaches come up here right now. Headaches, and, come on, migraines, migraines. Come on, quick, come on, hurry, hurry, come on, quick, come on. There's about three that can come. There's one. Come on, more, step up here, step up, step up. There's one, there's two, there's three. There, yeah, that's right, three of you. Yeah. Four, an extra, come on now. You're the heel to the Lord. You're the heel to the Lord. You come up, yeah, but there's other things you need, young man. There's some other things you need, and God's going to touch you. Hallelujah. God's going to touch you right now. I want you to know that he loves you more than you can even realize. He loves you so much. And hell's been bombarding you. You've been having attack after attack after attack of hell's been coming against you. All the lies of hell. But God said, know this, young man. You are loved greatly the Father tonight. He's going to touch you. And something's going to rise. Something's going to change tonight in your very life. Because you're going to rise up strong and bold like a mighty warrior. Like a mighty warrior king for the Lord. You're going to rise. And God's going to touch you right now. In the name of Jesus right now, touch him, Father. And let a supernatural strength rise in the spirit to rise up bold in the name of the Lord and touch him, Father, around the head, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure that comes and goes, the pressure, the pressure that comes. There's some problems, not just the migraines, not just the tensions. There's some healing work that needs to be done inside hollow the cranial area. Shabakunge, Shabahaka, Shabakunde, Bamba, in the name of the Lord, in the name, raise your hands, raise your hands. Be healed. Be healed. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready. 
Behind be healed, be healed. That's a, woo! Hallelujah! Raise your hands up high and begin to shout. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! In the name of the Lord, be healed. In the name of the Lord, no more, no more, no more headaches. Hallelujah! No more, no more. In the name of the Lord, be healed. Take it! No, no! Hallelujah! Raise your hands up, Pat. More. Now, I'm not just picking on you, honey. I'm not just loving on you, but God said there's more healing. There's more healing that's coming. There's some things that you've been going through for years and years and years and years. And God said, get ready. He said this very night. He said, I'm going to root those things like it was in Matthew 15. Every plant, everything that's been planted, they've been rooted there, is the father death plant. God said, I'm going to root it out. Whoa! Hallelujah! Oh, the healer's here. Begin to move your fingers. Begin to move your fingers. As I just started walking through the Lord, just said, in your hands and your fingers. What is it? What is it? Arthritis. In the hands. In the fingers. The stiffness is swelling. Where are you? If that's you, if you raise your hands up right now, he's gonna take it away. Where are you? Take it. Be healed. 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 In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Ho! Whoa! My God, I feel a shout. Honey, don't pout, don't doubt, but shout. Come on now. Hallelujah! You've heard the story before where the doctor said my son will be born a normal, deformed, crippled, retarded. My son would never have a normal existence. The doctor said that he would never go up there with his mom or his dad. He would never have a normal life because they did all the x-rays and the tests, the blood analysis, the spinal taps, all the things they do. And they could tell by all the tests what kind of problems he would have and everything was there. They said he'll never have a normal existence. I got two words for you. But God, but God, that whole life from hell went all the way up to the day before he was born. The same thing, the same thing, the same thing, but we kept on believing God. Honey, keep the switch of faith turned on. Amen. Don't doubt. We prayed one time, we didn't see a manifestation. Do we give up? No, honey, don't give up, but look up. Keep on believing. The wife went back to the doctor again and 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 again. Guess what? He's healed. He was healed. He was born. No problems. Born healthy, whole. Come on, shout it, man. And I feel led the Lord to say this. I told you this morning about how God healed that young boy in Noblesville, Indiana, of autism. Some of you have got some children. You've got some grandchildren, some loved ones, nieces and nephews with autism and other learning disorders. If that's you and you've got a loved one, a son or daughter, a grandson or granddaughter, don't come up, just raise your hands right now on their behalf. 
I believe this is one area. We're going to start seeing massive healing miracles of all our children and preteens and teens that have these problems. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come against autism. We come against other learning disorders, other mental problems, God. Father, you are the great I am that I am. And you said, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. You said, for I will, I will, I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Father, I believe right now, even as you touch that young boy in Novazilla, Indiana, completely healed him instantly, suddenly. That even right now, we stretch our hands to you in faith, God. We believe there's no distance with faith. There's no distance with the anointing. There's no distance with the Word of God. We're sending your Word now to heal. Can somebody say amen? The church, I want to pray for those right now. Not always just pray for a few here and there, just a few. But I want to pray for you. Because I am the temple of the living God. So said a moment ago, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost lives in me. And I don't just go through the motions, but I believe, I believe. When I lay my hands upon somebody, they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And I believe when I lay my hands upon somebody, Miss Leah, it's just not in my hand, but I believe as I do so in faith. I believe his word they shall recover, but I also believe that my hands be an extension of his hand. How do you know? Because the vision he gave that man in Pell City, Alabama. He gave Tim with his name that vision. He said, Oh, my hand was coming down. He said, I saw you for a split second. As your hand was coming down, I didn't see you anymore, but I saw the master there before me. His hand, the escort hands was coming down. And I believe when I lay my hands upon somebody, and my hand is an extension of his hand. So if you're here tonight, maybe you haven't prayed for yet, or maybe it's for a different situation, and you want to receive healing in your body, would you just come and stand across the front, please? Just come and stand across the front. Would you come, would you come, would you come? Would you come, would you come and stand across the front? Would you come, would you come, would you come? Would you come and get in one line, one line, please, one line. One line, one line, one line. Oh, glory. Lead us out, lead us out. Come on, come on, church. Oh, come on, sing it, Brother Christopher. Nothing is impossible Raise your hands and just begin to praise it because when praise goes up, something comes down. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. Oh, 
Father God. Under the hotel of Mamando, I believe in your mighty Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready, sister, get ready. Now, 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 raise your hands up Another hood of a hint in the body. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Healing, Lord. Every soul and body, Father, heal his mind. Heal his mind, heal his body. Heal his mind, heal his body. Oh, in the name of Jesus, be healed, honey. Be healed. Oh, I'm a single behind Naya. Me, the behind the Bamaya. Lula, the behind the behind Be healed, be healed, receive your healing. That's it, honey. Get yeah, 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 Father, right now, heal, heal, heal. Heal, Master, heal, Master. Heal, heal, heal. Masabaringa, babango, bashibambo, posaya. Receive an Alvin in the name of Jesus. Masabekabo, babando. In the name. In the name. Now, now, now. Oh, that's it, brother. Take it, take it, take it. Take it, oh, that's it, brother. Take it, 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 take it. I believe you are all. Masherit Kabondavana, Shakamat Savongadina. Be healed, be healed. Be healed. You're my portion. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus. But right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Get ready, brother. I know what you need. Raise I your hands up. God's going to touch your whole. God's going to touch your whole. You're in that track. We know that. I'll, I'll turn to your wife. Hello. Labahu, Sikama Mahandai, Lina Bamba Baba, Rusha, Papa, 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 the whole urinary tract and the bladder. 
be healed, 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 be healed. In the name of Jesus. Somebody raise your hands up high, come on. Jesus, oh, hallelujah. Sing, I believe you are. I believe. Oh, come on, somebody pray. Everybody raise your hands up high and rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, touch. Touch Brandy right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Home of the meat you seek of papaya. Will you raise your hands with me? And I'm praying for you, but also as a representative church and Pastor Rusty, I'm praying that You've seen great healings and great miracles in the ministry. But I am praying that you'll begin to see like never before here at Island Church. That people begin to come not just from the 5 and 10 and 15, 20 miles away, but people are going to come from the hundreds and the thousands. But let God touch you now, my sister. Let God touch you now. Now, now, now. No, 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 no. sabarando, babamando. Raise your hands, Brother George. In the name of Jesus, take it, Brother, take it. Be healed. We'll come back in a moment, honey. Can you walk it all, Brother? Just, just rough and tough. But God's going to touch you and God's going to divinely strengthen those legs and those limbs, those nerves, those muscles, every cell, every fiber of your body. In the name of Jesus, you foul demon spirit of infirmity that's come on my brother. I command you to loose him, loose him, loose him, loose him, and let him go. There it is, mother, just receive it. Rise up. Come on, it's okay. Oh, hallelujah. You feel something. I feel there's a, there's a team and there's a something that's happening up and down your legs, down your body. It's the healing. It's the healing power. And just start praising him right now. Just start praising him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just stand with him, brother. Just stand with him. Just start praising him right now. Just start praising him. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. Now, we don't go by feelings. We go by faith in God. But I love and appreciate a good feeling when it comes. Come on out. I believe some of you, you felt something. You felt the tangible touch, a tangible touch of the master. Now, I haven't shared this with many people. I don't share it with hardly anybody. So I'm sharing with you. For a number of years, you know, because of wrecks and pains and total out motorcycles and automobiles and crazy stuff. My right leg, my right knee was damaged and pained up and bad. And so for a number of years, I go get shots. Woo! Go get shots. Have you shots? First of all, shot once a year. 
Been about every nine months, eight months, six months, five months. Finally got where they're no good. And the doctor said, Danny, you're gonna have to take off at least three or four months on the road. I said, give me a break, come on now. I said, I gotta preach, my God. I said, that's my heartbeat. I gotta preach, I got places to go, things to do. He said, you need total, complete knee replacement surgery, your right knee. He said, you'll be off the road three or four months. And I said, oh my God, no, no, no. Raise your hands up, honey. I finished that. I was just sure, but I just felt the anointing of God right now. Mahu, Ruhu, Ramaseba, King of Bahia. Listen, you'll need total knee replacement surgery. I said, okay, Lord, no more shots. No more shots. Because I finally reached the bottom of the bottom of that. My body, you look at me. On the outside, I look, I look good. Come on now. For a 66-year-old young man, I'm not good. But I got staples in my body, got screws in my body, I got cables in my body, all kinds of stuff. I go to the airport, <laughs> but I said no more. And I went to a church January the 21st in Hickory, North Carolina. And I'm sharing the pastor. He said, "That's no big deal." I said, "To you, it's not." He said, "It's no big deal." I said, "Why is that?" Pastor Brad Spencer, calling tomorrow. His image ministries, Hickory. He said, Brother Danny, about 10 years ago, he said, I needed total knee replacement surgery on both knees. Where's the sister go with both knees? Where are you? Where are you? Honey, get a hold of this. You need healing in both knees. In both knees. But Brad said, I needed complete knee replacement. And the doctor said, because he said, you just can't have one, have another later. It's so bad right now, you got to have both down. He said, what? So you'll be out of, the, out of the pulpit for a while. I don't like that. And so he's driving home from the doctor's office that day. He said, God, what to do? He said, son, what can you believe me for? He said, I can believe you for anything and everything. He said, why don't you believe me for total knee replacement by my divine hand? He said, son, I would do it. And Brother Bradford said, I believe your word. Every day I confess, I've got complete knee healing. I've got complete restoration of cartilage in both knees. My knees are whole, my knees are perfect. Before that, I mean, he would walk like this severely. He'd take all kinds of stuff, Advil, ibuprofen, all that stuff. He said, still pains. But he was, I confess the word, I confess your word. God is my witness. He said, it started getting better and better and better and better. When I went to minister for Brad on January 21st, my pain level on a scale of 1 to 10 was a, was a 25. Like that. But Brad said, I started believing in God. He said, in two months, I went back to the same doctor. He took some more x-rays. He said, Pastor Brad, what in the world is happening to you? Because Brad had no more pain, no more limp, no more nothing. God had supernaturally regrown cartilage in both knees. And Brad started praying for me. The pain was off the chart. Can I say this? It's coming down, down, down now. Where it was, it's, you know, one to ten, it's probably down to about a three now. Because God is healing. God is healing. Everybody stretch your hands toward Brother Danny and just say, Lord, I thank you for the complete work. Amen. And that's not negative me saying that because Brad told me, he says, the Lord told me to tell you, 
it's going to be a progressive healing. And it is. Why, Brother Ryan, why don't you speak something? Why don't you speak it suddenly for me? Come on now. <laughs> but I just thank my God that he is my healer. Sometimes your healing becomes suddenly. But if you don't see a sudden manifestation, don't you give up. Because the Bible tells us concerning the ten lepers, as they went, they were healed. The Bible says concerning the centurion servant, he began to amend at that hour. So it may be a progressive assembly, but if you don't see the manifestation immediately tonight, don't sweat it. Guess what? You're the healed of the Lord. You're the, you are the healer of the Lord. And it shall come forth. Can somebody shout amen? I love you, church. I love you. I was just in Haiti a few weeks ago, the nation of Haiti, the poorest country in the world. You may be seated for a moment. Keep on playing, saints. <laughs> I went to Haiti, the poorest country in the world. I went there, not to sight. You, know, you don't go to Port-au-Prince, Haiti to sightsee. Come on, talk to me now. You don't go to Lagos, Nigeria to sightsee. You don't go to Calcutta, India to sightsee, do you? No. I've flown in there over 50 times to Calcutta at the airport. What do they got? They don't have a welcome to Calcutta. They got a giant 20-foot statue of Shiva standing there, the demon goddess. Come on out. Welcome. But why do I go to these places? I don't go there to vacation, don't go to sightsee. If I'm on a vacation, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Destin, Florida, South Padre Island, Branson, Missouri, Maui, come on now, Honolulu. I don't shout hallelujah, I shout Honolulu. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. But why do I go to these places? Because of souls. Souls, when we go, I believe that God is going to save people, heal people, set them free and bless them. Now, I talked about the Alabite going with him to Nicaragua and find out now why the Lord said, don't go, don't go. There's why. How many know God knows what we don't know? I said, Lord, I'm not going to Nicaragua. What do we? He said, I want you to go back to Haiti. I'm getting ready to go back to Haiti again. I went back there. We saw people touched a field and set free and blessed and ministering to. One night, I heard the and I asked him, I said, what is that? Is that the voodoo drums? He said, yeah, but don't worry about that. That's just the youth service. Come on now. <laughs> well, somebody came before, had a big old boom box there in the missionary compound. So it was a big old praise worship CDs. And they were going, I said, okay, if you do that, I can too. So I just put the big old boom box in the wind and crank it up, rip the knob off, and hallelujah. Well, about five minutes later, I'm over. But while I'm going back to these places, I'm going back, I'll be at the right time and I'll go back to Nicaragua. I'll go back there because some of you may know the missionary there, it could get saved in my ministry. February 1999. But I'll go back at the right time and I'm going back again to Haiti. I'll be going back to India, going back to, you know, Uganda. But also this summer I've got an invitation to go to Italy. And I know that's God, I know that's God. Because as I said before this, I love Italian food. Come on now. <laughs> yes. But one thing I ask is this. I'm going to pray for Island Church, and I do. Uh, 
I call you, Pastor. Hey, Brother Rusty, what's going on? And I call Brother Roland. And hey, what's going on? I text him today with the restaurant. I text him, he's in Ireland. I said to Brother Roland, I said, today, the praise and worship team, they were the best I've ever heard. They were simply fantastic. I said, the reason it's so good probably because some hindering factor was out of the way. <laughs> well, he takes me back from Ireland and says, Brother Danny, I want to thank you for your encouraging words. <laughs> but I called different ones of the church, different ones of the church. I'll send you a little message, little notes. Why? Because I love Island Church. I love you. I honor you. I bless you. And I promise you this. I'm going to keep on doing it. And I've got literally several thousand, thousands of associates and contacts. And, but I've got a few people, a few churches on my list, maybe about 100 or so. You guys are on my short list. Come on now. <laughs> I did this morning. I'll do it again tomorrow morning. As I'm praying, I just, I get down to the R's. Father, bless Rustin Leah Martin. Bless Island Church. Bless the staff that they should. Sometimes that's all I do. Sometimes four or five seconds. You know, bless the Lord. Sometimes I'll hang out a little bit longer and I just begin to pray. Maybe for another five seconds, ten seconds, a minute, two minutes, whatever. And then I just, Rusty, tell you that sometimes in those times I'm praying, I just pick up the phone and I just send a text. It's not long epistles. Come on now, but it's two and three, four liners. You know, but I just. I want you guys to know that I love you. And as I go my way, two things I asked. I pray that God will bless you coming and going. I pray that God will bless you like never before. But, but for you, I want you to pray for me that I have fruit for my ministry. And also, there's a personal desire in my heart right now. I know it's going to happen. But just say, Lord, bless him. Blessing. I love you, Island Church. May the best of heaven rest upon you. Miss Leah, God bless you when you come. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411. 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.